Welcome to Big Dave's Money and Marriage Podcast, where I want to help you create the life you want to live. I am your host, Big Dave, a husband, dad, pastor, and certified financial coach. We're broadcasting live from Grateful Studios. We're the number one podcast for practical, marital, and financial advice. I hope you're ready because this is the show where your money and your marriage take center stage. Hey, and welcome to episode five, Young, Dumb, and Broke. That's right, Young, Dumb, and Broke, three big money mistakes young marriages make. Thank you so much for tuning in and coming back to see us today. Did you know that 2.3 million couples get married every single year in the United States? 2.3 million. That breaks down to about 6,000 weddings per day. Holy stinking moly. Wow, that's a lot of wedding cake. And let me tell you, that's a lot of money. The average wedding costs $21,000, okay? The average age of a bride is 24, and the average age of the groom is 26. So listen, if you're listening today and you've been married, if you've been young, yep. If you've been dumb, yep. If you've been broke, capital, yep. (laughs) Well, guess what? That's me too. So join the club, okay? I got married at 25. My wife was 23. I'm telling you, we were young, we were dumb, and we were broke. So today we're going to be speaking from experience. Also research some cool facts I want to share with you. Uh, But today, listen, we're jumping in feet first. I'm going to tell you like it is. And here are the top three biggest money mistakes that young couples make. But real quick, disclaimer, okay, disclaimer, don't get your feelings hurt, all right? Don't be so sensitive, all right? Come on, big dogs. Just tune in. See if this mic can help you a little bit today. And again, we'll be speaking from experience. I've done some cool research, things I want to share with you. But if I step on your toes, disclaimer, Maybe God's telling you, you need to move your feet. All right. So, hey, welcome to episode five. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Y'all stay tuned. All right. So big mistake number one. This is the top one. Big mistake number one. Couples don't talk about their financial goals up front. Guys, this is a big mistake. In fact, this is a huge mistake. If you don't know where you're going, you're going to just wander around aimlessly. You might listen, you might as well just have a blindfold on in your marriage and in your money. Okay. If you don't talk about your financial goals up front. And guys, things will not get done, period. Okay. Goals will not get reached and you will not be successful financially if you don't discuss, pray about, identify, write down your goals before you say, I do. Okay. Research has shown this time and time again. Go look it up. People that write down their goals are more likely to reach them. I found one article said five times more likely to reach your goals just by writing them down, just by visualizing them, just by seeing them. Okay. It does something to you psychologically. Okay. It does have an effect on you. Trust me. If you enter your marriage and you have not discussed money management, money goals, money priorities, spending habits, all these different things, guys, you're setting yourself up for a rough first year of marriage. Anybody that's listening that's been married for any amount of time know that first year of marriage is the toughest already. So tack money struggles and money fights on top of that, it's just going to be pure chaos, okay? It's already in and of itself is going to be hard. So you got to get on the same page from the start, okay? This is a major mistake. I've talked to dozens 
thousands of young couples that have no have not written down any financial goals. They don't have a plan. They don't budget. They have no idea what they're doing. You might as well be walking around blindfolded. Okay. So number one big mistake is couples don't talk about their financial goals up front. Okay. This needs to happen in the pre- premarital stage and premarital counseling. All right. A uh, big mistake number two. Big money mistake number two. Couples don't combine their finances once they get married, okay? If you're married, there should be no such thing as, well, my money and your money. No, no, no. It's our money, okay? There's no such thing as, well, well, that's your debt. This is my debt. No, no, no. It's our debt. There's no such thing as, well, that's your income. This is my income. No, sir. This is our income, okay? The Bible says that you are now one flesh, all right? You're one unit, inseparable, team. It's a team effort, okay? It's a team effort. There's no I in team, right? You're in this thing together, and you're all in. Now listen, if you're married, you're, you're married now. You're together spiritually, physically, financially, you name it. Uh, but when you're just dating or engaged, listen, you don't, you don't need to join your accounts yet, okay? When you're, when you're dating, when you're engaged, you, you do not need to combine your finances yet, okay? You still have your own separate lives. But as soon as you say, I do, as soon as you get back from the honeymoon, you need to go down to the bank and, and have a joint checking account, joint savings account, and everything now is ours, okay? You got to change those pronouns, okay? But listen, if you're engaged, if you're just dating, don't you dare pay anything on the other person's debt, okay? That is just setting yourself up for drama, setting yourself up for arguments in the future, okay? If, if you were married, absolutely, you can pay on each other's debts because it's a team. Now it's our debt, okay? But just keep paying on your own debt if you're engaged or dating. If you if you have it, I hope you don't, but if you do have it, which most people do, right? You need to pay down on your own debt, save up your own pile of cash, uh, and, and start working toward debt freedom before you ever even get married, okay? And listen, I believe this with all of my heart. The greatest wealth-building machine that God has ever built on the face of the planet is a biblical, hardworking marriage with a financial plan, okay? You guys can conquer the world if you put your heads together, put your hearts together, and you're on the same page. You can conquer your debt. You can conquer your savings. You can guys can conquer wealth-building goals and just in, in, in an incredible amount of fashion if you just work together as a married team, as a married couple, both working hard, staying focused, and on the same page. Man, you can do some damage for the kingdom of God. Okay, imagine just for a moment. Think about this for a moment. What would happen to the kingdom of God if the people of God just got out of debt? Okay, what would happen to the kingdom of God if the people of God lived on less than they made? Okay, what what awesome and cool things could you do for God, for church, for your ministry, for your charities, for your family? What awesome things could you do for God if you just were debt-free, lived on less than you made? Wow. Think about that sudden. What if everybody got out of debt? What if everybody saved and invested and built wealth and everyone was outrageously generous? Think about how the world could change. Think about how your marriage could change if you could do those things, okay? Listen, I, I, I see myself as a kingdom wealth builder, okay? I'm building wealth for the kingdom. I want to do some awesome things for God, but guess what? I looked at myself and I said, you know, debt is, is in my way. Debt is is a roadblock for me to do some awesome things for God. I got to get out of debt. That was top priority for our marriage, and we did. I look in the mirror. I look in the mirror every single day, and I had this millionaire mindset. Okay, I see myself. Okay, I look at myself every day, and and I and I look at myself, and I say, okay, you are a kingdom wealth builder. You're a millionaire in the making. We're gonna. I'm gonna do some awesome things for God. Outrageously generous things for my family, for my community, for the ministries and charities that I'm passionate about. All for the glory of God. Okay. 
Okay, why? Because I'm on his financial plan. I'm on God's financial principles and I'm living according to his word. Okay, guys, it, it all started though by combining mine and my wife, combining our, our wealth building potential when we got married. We combined our incomes. We combined our goals. We combined our dreams and our visions for our life. We have to get on the same page. That is so crucial. So I want to encourage you to do that. Big mistake number two is not joining together once you're married in your financial plans. You've got to join together. Got to have those accounts that are joint together. Okay. Big mistake number three. In the first five years of marriage, man, this is so huge, guys. This is from a guy named Larry Burkett, who kind of pl- paved the way years and years ago in the Christian mindset of biblical finances, okay? And this is what he said. The big money mistake number three. In the first five years of marriage, married couples are trying to attain everything that it took their parents 30 years to accomplish. Let me say that one more time. This is such a profound statement. In the first five years, this is a big mistake. In the first five years of marriage, couples try and attain everything it took their parents 30 years to accomplish. Couples immediately upgrade their lifestyles. As soon as they get married, like literally, as soon as they get married, okay, couples are like going uh, on, on a stinking lifestyle overload, shopping spree, okay? How do I know this? Well, because I did it. Because we did it and we regret it. Okay, want a new couch? Go finance it. Want a new big screen TV? Go finance it. Want a new dining room set? Go finance it. Need a new king size bed? Go finance it. Need a new car, aka want a new car, because nobody really needs a new car. You just want a nicer car, right? Go finance it. And it's just one thing after another. It never stops. Listen to me. I'm speaking from experience here, okay? Don't do it. Don't fall into that trap. Don't be young, dumb, and broke. Okay, listen, we're all going to be young and dumb, but being broke, that's your fault. Okay, (laughs) don't be young, dumb, and broke. Okay, don't do it. Most couples do this. All of my friends have done this. Okay, it's the worst thing though. Okay, it is the worst thing. I had more debt than all my friends combined because I did more dumb stuff than they all did. But guess what? This is normal. Well, don't be normal. Normal is young, dumb, and broke when you get married. Don't be normal. That's not cool. You need to be different. Different is fun. Different is awesome. My wife and I are now different. All right, now we're completely different, living an opposite life of what we used to. We changed. We repented. We got on a plan. We got out of debt. Now we have tons of extra income. Okay, we're able to build wealth. We're able to be outrageously generous. Okay, not because we have some massive incomes, because we don't. We have normal average incomes, but we intentionally live on less than we make. We have written goals. We have a simple lifestyle. We have a plan, and we stick to it. Okay, most couples spend the first five years of their marriage trying to attain everything, the cars, the cool toys, the vacations, everything that it took their parents 30 years to get. Okay, you listen, you were already living broke in college as a student for four years, right? Before you ever got married, you were already living broke. <laughs> you remember those days back in college eating frozen pizza and ramen noodles? You remember that. I remember that. We all do. Okay? If you did go out to a restaurant, you were just zipping through the McDonald's drive through to get a dollar menu because that's all you could afford. You were living in college for four years as broke. Okay? Before you ever got married. Why do you feel, why do we feel that we have to upgrade our lifestyle so fast just because we got married? Okay? But listen, there's nothing wrong with upgrading your lifestyle. There is nothing wrong with upgrading your lifestyle. Just be patient. Listen, 
one of these days, our lifestyle is going to be so stinking luxurious. People one day are going to look at us and they're going to say, how in the world can they afford that? They can't even write their mind. How in the world did you, how did you do this? How did you go that place? How did you buy this? How, people are just going to be blown away, but they don't understand the years of sacrifice, the years of intentionality that it took to get to that point. It takes time, guys. Just be patient. Building wealth is like a crock pot. Everybody, every American thinks that wealth building is like a microwave. Well, guess what? We all got it wrong. Okay, the Bible says this in Proverbs 13, 11, 11 through 13. Wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly will disappear, but wealth from hard work will grow over time. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is the tree of life. People who despise advice are asking for trouble, but those who respect advice will succeed. Listen, I'm trying to give you the advice right now, okay, that a godly, joyful, content multimillionaire sat down across from me at Chili's in Thomason, Georgia, and gave me these tips, told me what to do, told me what he did, and I promise you, I've been following exactly what he said. This has been several years ago, and I'm telling you, I'm following exactly what he told me, and guess what? He told me the same thing that the Bible told me. Then I started reading books from millionaires. Chris Hogan, Dave Ramsey, all Gary Keith, all these cool guys, and guess what? They tell me the same thing the Bible says too, okay? But guys, don't be average, okay? Don't be average. The average person is trying to get rich quick. That's what the Bible just said. Wealth from get-rich-quick schemes, it's going to disappear. But wealth from hard work, it's going to grow over time, okay? Let me tell you what the average American does. Listen to this. The average American, okay, this is what the average person does. 80% of Americans, when they get an increase in pay in their job, their income goes up, or they get a promotion at work, or a new job offer with a higher salary. Okay, eighty percent of Americans, when they get an increase in their in their job in their salary, within sixty days, research says within sixty days they show up to work in a brand new car. <laughs> within sixty days, they spent eighty percent of Americans do this, right? And guess what? They're just staying broke. They just spent their raise. They just spent their increase. They just spent their pay raise, and you don't even get to feel it. I mean, guys, I know people, and I tell people this, and they start laughing. They start laughing because they've done it, okay? Eight out of 10 Americans, when they get a promotion at work, when they get a new job offer, the first thing they do is they upgrade their car. They feel like they deserve it, right? Right? They have to raise their lifestyle when their income raises up. Guys, don't do that. You, get, you don't even get to feel the actual pay raise because you just financed your pay raise. You just financed it to this car $500 a month for 84 months, and that's the average, by the way. National Auto Dealers Association, $542 a month is the average car payment in America over 84 months. It's absolutely absurd. It's ridiculous. People are paying thirty-five grand for a brand new truck, right? They're financing for $500 a month for the next seven or eight years. By the, end, by the time it's paid off, they've already given the bank almost fifty grand, and then they're left with a $10,000 car. Why? Because it, the average car decreases 10% a year. It's just absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. nothing wrong with having nice cars. Just save up. Save up. Work hard. Pay cash. Okay? Don't upgrade your lifestyle just because you get married. This is huge, guys. This is huge. You have to pay your dues. There's no reward without sacrifice. This is biblical. It's a biblical principle. Sowing and reaping. You will reap what you sow. But everybody wants to reap right now without any sowing. They want the reward without the sacrifice. They want the harvest without the sweat and the hardworking years of planting. Guys, stay focused. Stay focused on your goals, your life, okay? Proverbs 13, right? It's what we just read, right? It says, true wealth comes from hard work over time. Solomon is warning us. He's given us the advice. 
He's a very wealthy guy in the Bible. Okay, wealth from get-rich-quick schemes will disappear. So, guys, just make up your mind right now as a couple, as a young married couple, we will discuss our goals up front. We will write down our goals. We will create an action plan. We will combine our money, combine our debts, combine our salaries. Why? Because when we're married, we're a team. And the Bible says we're one flesh now. Okay? We are a force to be reckoned with. If you hey, Listen, if you're following God's biblical principles, you are a force to be reckoned with. Okay? You got to make, make up your mind now to be patient. To be patient. Make up your mind now. Say, we will accomplish great things in life, but it's going to take us some time. We are willing to make the sacrifice. We are willing to do what it takes so that we can receive the reward later. And guys, I promise you it will be so worth it, okay? So hey, thanks so much for tuning in today to episode five, Young, Dumb, and Broke. These were the three big money mistakes that young married couples make. Listen, I hope that it helped you today. I want you to share it with somebody, okay? And hey, look, check us out on Facebook. Search Big Dave's Money and Marriage Podcast on Facebook. Look, click like, click follow. I try to post some uh, daily motivations uh, just to help you stay on track and to win with money. And hey, I want to give a quick shout out to my top three listening locations. That's right. Top three listening locations is uh, number one, West Lake Stevens, Washington. What's up, guys, down there, up there in Washington? Thank you, Lake Stevens, for tuning in. Number two, Birmingham, Alabama, my Alabama folks. And number three, my hometown, T-Town, Thomaston, Georgia. Thank you guys so much for your support and listening. Listen, share this with somebody if it's been a blessing to you. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Big Dave's Money and Marriage Podcast. Find us on Facebook. And hey, shoot me an email if you guys got questions. If you got episode suggestions, shoot me an email. Coachmymoney at gmail.com. See you guys next time. God bless. Money Marriage Podcast. This is where you get advice I can make your marriage nice I can get your money right Money Marriage Podcast I can help you some Coach my money at gmail.com